to episode 22 of the Clearly Casey podcast, featuring information about life with keratoconus. Today, we're going to talk about tips, tricks, and hacks to simplify your life with Casey. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Barnett. We are joined by Maisha Essex, a leading voice in the wellness community. She's a purpose coach, wellness advocate, journalist, and digital marketing specialist. She currently serves as the communications manager for Black Women for Wellness and is the founder of Essex Media Group. I am so excited for this episode, and I can't wait to learn from you. Welcome. Thank you, Dr. Barnett. I'm excited to be here. Well, I am thrilled to have you. So let's start. Please share a little bit about your journey with KC. Yes. I was diagnosed with keratoconus when I was 22. I was in graduate school at the time. I went to Columbia, so I was in New York, so I was far away from family. And I wore glasses for a few years, but as my condition started to progress, my glasses needed to change really often. I was in graduate school, I was busy, but then I would have to go to the eye doctor like every month because my glasses wouldn't work anymore. And finally, I went to see an ophthalmologist because the optometrist said, I think you need to see someone who's a specialist. And because I was in New York and I didn't have my regular uh, doctor there, I just walked into the doctor's office. And I was like, I don't know if you guys take my student insurance, but something's happening with my eyes. And I really would love if you would see me. And I'm so grateful that the ophthalmologist just let me walk in and saw me. And that's how I was diagnosed with keratoconus. Oh, well, that's great how you just walked in and just was seen right away. That's wonderful. So then what happened after the diagnosis? Did you try other sorts of things? After the diagnosis, I just had to get new prescriptions of glasses. And so I did that until after I graduated and I moved back to California. And I just graduated. I didn't have a job yet. So I didn't have the insurance to cover the type of care that I needed. One thing I can say about my keratoconus journey is I've always been an advocate for myself. Even the way that you and I met Dr. Barnett, I'm that girl who's going to DM, I'm going to email, I'm going to find the doctor, find the new treatments. I always try to stay as proactive as I can. So once I landed my first job in journalism, I was working at a studio. One of the side effects of my keratoconus, obviously, is extreme light sensitivity and so I was on studio sets all the time, and I just couldn't function. When I went to the eye doctor, I told them, and so we realized that I needed to start wearing lenses because the glasses were no longer correcting it. I started with hybrid lenses, which worked for, for me for a few years. Hybrid lenses were not my favorite. Out of all the care, <laughs> those are not my favorite at all. But I did those for probably the first five years that I started wearing lenses. And then did you move on to a different type of lens? Are you wearing scleral lenses or corneal gas permeable lenses at this time? I currently wear scleral lenses, which are my favorite lenses out of all of them. One of the main things with my keratoconus, I can say, is I experience corneal abrasions very often. My eye doctor told me more often than his regular patients. It's multiple reasons of why that happens for me, mainly because I work in media. So I'm used to working very, very long hours on sets and in front of computer screens and my eyes get tired really quickly. And when my eyes get weak, then I'll experience an abrasion or obviously if I take them out wrong, 
it's just so many different things. But I wear squirrel lenses now, and I'm a complete fan, fan of squirrel lenses. I think one of my favorite parts about it is that I also experience dry eyes. And with my squirrel lenses, it's a kind of kills two birds with one stone. Because it's, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's it's a good way to put it. That, that, that's exactly right, because the post-lens fluid reservoir of a scleral lens bays the ocular surface. So it is a treatment for dry eye, even severe dry eye. And I find many of my patients with keratoconus also have severe dry eye too. And scleral lenses are wonderful because they're stable and they don't fall off the eye or anything like that. You mentioned that you made a career shift due to your eyes. So what are you doing now? Yeah, so I still work in media, but my eye doctor and I, we actually came up with a solution together. I would call him all the time because I would have a cornea abrasion and I wouldn't be able to drive because I can't drive without my lenses. And my eyes would be so irritated that I couldn't wear my lenses. So I would email him and I was like, I need a doctor's note because I can't work this week. I just have to rest. And that started to get excessive we had to have a real conversation. At the time, I was a senior editor at Entertainment Tonight. I was on set all day and I worked in news. So I was working crazy hours and we just had to have a real conversation. And he's like, you know, we only get one set of eyes. And unfortunately, you have a more severe case of keratoconus. We have to be realistic about the work you do and putting yourself in a situation that actually nourishes you and can benefit you for the long term. He suggested maybe I start my own company. And he's like, and if you do that, then you can outsource some of the work. And also you can choose your hours and you can work when your eyes are healthy and well. And I was like, I think that's a good idea. (laughs) Right? So I, I let go of my position, which was kind of hard because I was 31 at the time. And I'd worked my whole career to get to this point. Like I had the salary, the corner office, the title, I always wanted to be this big time editor journalist and I finally made it. By the time I got there, my eyes just couldn't handle 12 hour days like I could in my 20s. It just wasn't realistic for me. When I left, I started my own marketing agency and it's been the best decision ever because I'm able to give out assignments to my team and I'm also able to take on the work when my eyes are in a healthier place. But one of the funny things that I learned from that is, is I actually experience less cornea abrasions now because my eyes aren't overworked. And I started to think I used to drive home really late at night and my eyes would be tired and it just wasn't a healthy situation for me anymore. But now I don't experience as many abrasions because I can wear my contacts. I try to take them out at the seven hour mark if I can, but before I would wear them probably honestly like 12 hours a day. And now I have a little bit more control over that. Wonderful. Well, tell us more about the Essex Media Group. And I love your motto, which is living in purpose is the best self-care. Yes. I actually made a transition. I started my career in entertainment journalism, as I told you. And when I started my agency, I really wanted to do work that felt empowering for me. When I walked away from journalism in the traditional sense, I kind of had this, I don't know, come to self type of realization moment because I had to realize who am I without being a journalist or an an entertainment journalist in that way because I'd worked my whole career to get there. 
And so I just had a moment where I had to realize who I, who am I without this career that I dedicated my whole life to. And I really went on this beautiful wellness journey. And through that, I started meditating. I started pouring a lot into my self-care. I saw a holistic wellness doctor. And I started getting all of these tips that actually helped with my wellness as a whole. Once I started to learn those practices, I got really excited about teaching the same tools that I learned to my community. I think our purpose is a lot deeper than just what our job titles are. Our purpose is the gifts that we share with people. And when we go to sleep at night, what makes us feel fulfilled? For me, I had to realize my purpose was so much more than this career that I had to walk away from. It was more about what I had to contribute to the world. And I can do that in any lane that I want to. Oh, so beautiful. Thank you. One of the things that I learned from the holistic wellness doctor that I worked with was that my cornea abrasions, a lot of that had to do with when there's mineral deficiencies in my body. And I found out that I was vitamin D deficient. Mm -hmm. And I don't know the exact connections with that in keratoconus. But I started to recognize every time I got sick, like I remember during 2020 when I had got COVID, my both of my I cornea abrasions in both of my eyes. So when I had COVID, I lost my eyesight, I lost my I taste, and I lost my smell. And then I realized after that, every time I get sick, even if it's a common cold, I'll get abrasions in my eyes and I can't wear my contacts. The holistic doctor told me that it could be a mineral deficiency in my body and maybe my body is pulling from my eyes as like the first thing. And so I have to feed myself vitamins and nutrients on a regular basis. Now I take vitamin D pills and I make CMOS gel. I don't know if you're familiar with CMOS. Oh, tell me about CMOS gel. Yes. CMOS, it comes from the sea. <laughs> it's a part of the seaweed family, but there's minerals in it. And I make CMOS gel and I eat CMOS every single day. And that helps put a lot of the nutritions back into my body. And I notice the difference when I travel and I don't do my CMOS, then my eyes will get weak. But when I am do my CMOS every day and I do my herbs and I take my vitamins, my eyes are healthy and strong. So that's a really big part of my self-care regimen now. Interesting. I'm, I'm very familiar with a lot of studies on vitamin D and dry eye and vitamin D deficiency, but not CMOS. I'm going to have to look that up. Is but, vitamin D deficiency, yes. do you think it's a direct cause of keratoconus? Not keratoconus, but dry eye. So there are lots of studies on dry eye and that would make sense with the corneal abrasions. So I need to look more into CMOS. I really haven't heard about it, but share other tips for us. What else do you do? How do you help us to maintain your keratoconus? Yes. Yeah, so CMOS is a really, really big one for me. Also, I never travel anywhere without my eye kit. That's the number one thing. So I and what's in your eye kit? So I have my plungers and I always have extra. So I have a small plunger and a big plunger. I don't know if that's the proper name for them, but that's yes, what I call it. Yes, that, that's, that's a fine name. And I have my eye solution and I have an eye solution that's a gel solution. And then I have more of the regular solution-based, water-based solution. Mm -hmm. And solution. yes, and my eye drops and I use liquefy eye drops for my red eyes, which I use almost daily. 
And so I keep that in my kit. And then I also keep two cases for my lenses because I crack my lenses a lot. I'm that keratoconus patient who's <laughs> always calling. They're like $400 when I get a new one, but I'm always calling for more. I try to get backups. And so I have two cases, one for my current lenses and then one for my backup lenses. And I also put Q-tips in my kit because sometimes when I wear makeup, I'll get smudges on my lenses. And when I'm driving, especially at night, because my eyes are extremely sensitive to light, I'll get smudges on my eyes and I can't see. So I have to pull over a lot and just use my solution and I'll use a Q-tip to clean. But it's really important for me. And if I leave home and forget my eye kit, I'll get anxiety because it'll be that one time that I need Your lens will crack or break mm-hmm. or something. Also, when I fly on the airplane, I only wear one of my squirrel lenses. So I have one of my eyes is significantly more severe than the other. And I don't sleep in my lenses, but I do like to sleep on the airplane. And so I only wear the lens in my stronger eye. Just because if I happen to get an abrasion, at least I'm not in both eyes. So I'll only sleep in my left eye one. And then once I get off the plane, I'll always put my the left lens in. So I kind of swap them out when I travel just to give my eyes a break. Seems like you've figured this out. So this uh, spare pair of scleral lenses has actually been a hot topic that is really significant. And so, yes, some people lose a lens or break a lens. It's a discussion that we've been having over the years. And I'm glad that you brought that up because it's important bringing that back to the manufacturers and the industry that this is actually something that is important to people is great. Thank you for bringing that up. That also really concerns me sometimes, too, because I know that there are some people who can't afford just $1,200 for new lenses or they crack or lose a lens. Not everyone just has $400 to get it. That's the conversation we're having. Yes. And so that's why I know that I'm blessed at the fact that that I can even afford to have an extra lens. But it really concerns me for people who don't have health insurance or who don't have that extra type of cash to just spend because- it's literally a medical necessity. I'm legally blind without them. And so it just makes me nervous for other people who have keratoconus and have to live with just that one pair. Yeah, that's exactly the conversation we're having because we know that everyone cannot afford them. And scleral lenses, I believe, really change people's lives. And I have the opportunity, which is amazing, to go and teach other doctors how to fit scleral lenses. And it not only changes the lives of their patients, I truly believe it changes the lives of communities. It changes the doctor, it changes the patient, but communities, when people can see and work and drive and do everything they want to do. So yes, thank you for that work you do. Because (laughs) I'm serious, finding a good doctor who can fit you well for lenses is not as common as you think. I've gone through multiple eye doctors over the years. And my current eye doctor, shout out to Dr. Mbali. He's amazing, but he's such an expert in fitting my lenses. And I just know how long that process is. So thank you for doing that work to teach other doctors, because as a patient, it's just very emotional going through that whole process. It hurts. It's painful. You want a solution. So thank you for that. And oh, you're welcome. And you're exactly right that it's a process. 
And a great resource for patients and practitioners is the Scleral Lens Education Society, where you can find a practitioner. That's a practitioner who is specialized in scleral lens fitting. In in our conversations, I don't know if we talked about my meditation practice. I've been meditating for many years. I've been doing yoga for many, many years. I'm actually from close to where you live. And I read that you create safe spaces for people of color to deepen their meditation practice. I'd love to learn more about that. Oh, awesome. Yes. So I used to work at Calm, which is the sleep and meditation app. I was the head of social there. And I absolutely love this work. When I left entertainment news, I really wanted to do work that was a lot more connected to where like my personal life was. It's funny, the connection here, but my meditation practice actually got really deep during seasons of my keratoconus being bad because I couldn't see. (laughs) Right. I couldn't see, so I couldn't watch television. And in the days when I couldn't work, I would just, and I don't know if you've ever had a cornea abrasion before, but they're very painful. I probably should explain what it is. It's a a scar on your cornea. And if you get them really deep, it's even too painful to move your eyeball. And so our eyes move in synchronicity together. So if I move this eye, this eye's going to move and it's extremely painful. And so I remember I got an abrasion really bad and I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. So I was just laying in bed and I would start listening to podcasts. And then I would just start listening to meditation music on YouTube because I needed something to help me sleep. And that's actually how my meditation practice started. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yes. And so it started to become this thing that I needed to do every day that helped me deal with my mental health, my anxiety, overwhelm, burnout, stress. And it just kind of got deeper and deeper. And from there, I really realized I wanted to start teaching or at least creating spaces for people of color to start to explore Just the healing benefits of mindfulness and meditation. Yes, so now I travel. I have a group. And we just got back from Baltimore this past weekend. And we host meditation experiences to teach people how to tap in. Oh, how wonderful. Do you travel all over? Can I go? (laughs) Can I invite myself to your meditation group? So our meditations, it includes a sound bath, it's breath work and a guided meditation. And yes, we travel, our main hubs currently, it's Los Angeles, Baltimore, DC, and then Atlanta. It's really a gift that I get to share with people that it's something that came out of my keratoconus experience that I would have never thought of, but it's been the biggest gift for me really to know how to just kind of slow down and embrace whatever life is giving to you. Whatever cards life is handing to you, there's something that life wants to teach you at that particular moment. And it's our job to figure out what is the lesson in this? How can I transmute this energy, whether I'm feeling excited or negative or angry or frustrated? How do I let this work for my higher good? And that's really what meditation has done for me. It's like, sit still. And what is the lesson that life is trying to teach me at this exact moment? And the quicker I learn the lesson, the quicker it'll pass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I'm not too far from LA, so I'll meet up with you there. Yes. (laughs) 
Aisha, thank you so much for sharing all of the tips and tricks and hacks to simplify your life with keratoconus on the Clearly KC podcast. For all of our listeners, thank you so much for joining us on Clearly KC. Please listen to all the episodes of our podcast on Podbean or your favorite podcast app to subscribe and get future episodes. For now, I'm Dr. Melissa Barnett. Please join us next time on Clearly KC. Thank you. Thank you.